Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the Big K Morning Show. Larry Richard. I want to thank Michael Bartley sitting in this morning. Really enjoyed his company. And Marty Griffin is feeling better. Checked in with him and uh, hoping... He'll be back soon. We'll keep you posted. Meanwhile, uh, the police story yesterday about the change of procedures in policy was big news in the city of Pittsburgh. But there's another story. We go to KDK-TV's Jen Bonanzo. How you doing, Jen? Hi, Larry. Good morning. So this story is coincidental in terms of what transpired yesterday with the Pittsburgh police. Give us the background for this part of a, a different story that you uh, initiated. So Officer Christine Luffy has worked for the Pittsburgh police for 30 years. And if you, if there was ever an advocate for animal welfare in the city of Pittsburgh who gave animals a voice, it's this woman, Officer Christine Luffy, who has helped rescue dozens of abandoned or abused animals over the past three decades, including her own dog, Effie, uh, who was only 14 pounds and nearly died. But what happened to this community police officer, she believed uh, she became the target of abuse herself. Um, she was told by several colleagues uh, at Zone 3, there was, quote, a target on her back that she believed uh, that they wanted to get rid of her. Um, and this is coming from an officer who worked under 15 to 20 different uh, commanders. So the, this was a hostile work environment complaint that she filed with Human Resources after consulting with the FOP. So there were two supervisors in Zone 3 that um, she had problems with that these colleagues telling her that she not only has a target on her back, but that um, she was worthless, uh, she wasn't valued, and in her words, um, this just literally um, just affecting her physically. I mean, she literally would approach the building going into work, and she could feel her body shake, and she said that um, this, there were warnings just from numerous coworkers and what I asked her point blank, Officer Luffy, what did you think that meant for you? And she said, well, Jennifer, I think that they wanted me out of there. And she, once again, I feel, you know, 
why would I want to work with someone who, who feels that I'm useless, that I have no value, and I'm a waste of a body? So on Friday, Officer Luffy cleared out her desk and did not come to work yesterday. And she notified, she told me, a lieutenant that she's using her time off that she has, which is about eight months. And she said that it was just such an emotional period. This has been such an emotional time for her, but she had no other choice. But the story here, Larry, is that the outpouring from the community, um, she not only is an animal advocate, but she's, she's a community police officer. So she's well known. Officer Luffy has been an advocate for people in the community with complaints that they've dealt with. And there has been a tremendous amount of calls, emails, flooding into city council people. I talked to council member Anthony Coghill, who told me he's not okay with this. He's not happy about this. And uh, Teresa Kale Smith and uh, council person uh, Coghill, they are going to have a meeting today, uh, he tells me, with Police Chief Larry Scarato and Public Safety Director Lee Schmidt to talk about Christine Luffy. So that's pretty swift to get a response like that because usually these procedures take a while. So when do you suspect we'll actually hear what happens next? Great question, Larry. So I had asked uh, Anthony Coghill, so they're going to have their meeting, their council meeting this morning, I believe uh, in less than an hour, I believe they meet at 10 o'clock and they're supposed to to talk to uh, Chief Scarato and Lee Schmidt sometime after that. So, but all I know is that Christine Luffy told me that she wants to go back to work, Larry. She told me that she'd like to stay on as long as she could, but she was expecting to to work for the Pittsburgh police for the next six years. Um, you may know her, Biscuits Bingo. I mean, she raised, I think last year, she told me $64,000 every penny going to help animals in Pittsburgh. The Stuffed with Love program where police officers deliver Thanksgiving meals, she oversaw that for many years. So what Coghill was saying is that she is a value. She matters to this police department, and we're going to do everything we can to try to figure out how do we bring her back. Jen Barrasso, KDK TV, investigative report. Thank you for the update. Thanks, Larry. Have a great day. Always appreciate you. Coming up, we're going to check in with Lynn Hayes Freeland on the Big K Morning Show. Not only can you listen to KDK Radio, you can watch the Island Contracting video feed. Go to kdkradio.com, click on Watch KDK Radio Live Stream, and we got you. And every Tuesday at this time, we check in with Lynn Hayes Freeland. Lynn, good morning. Good morning, Larry. How are you today? You had Michael Bartley on today. He's a big fan of yours, seriously. You know what? It's a, The feeling is mutual, for sure. He the told me uh, that... He's always enjoyed working with you. And I met somebody else, you know, who I had on last Friday, Mercedes Williams, who did a uh, movie review for us. Oh, my goodness. Yes, I've known Mercedes uh, since she was a child. 
But I'm just so thrilled to see the things that she's doing. She always wanted to do these movie reviews. Um, and in fact, at one time, um, I connected her with Drew Munyo from KDKA TV. You mean to, to Dr. Drew Munyo? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Dr. Yes. Drew. Yes, Dr. Drew. PhD um, in film. Yeah, so when I saw last week that she had been at the uh, Black Film Critics event out in Los Angeles, I just I felt a sense of pride. I really did. She literally took the uh, red eye and joined us live on the air, which I really appreciated the extra effort. Meanwhile, uh, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you for your reaction of a former President Trump speaking to a group of mostly black Americans and there were some comments made, and some people said, oh, it's all good. Other people were highly offended. Uh, well, he was joking. Clearly he was joking. But are those jokes inappropriate? I was curious to get your reaction. Well, I definitely would fall into the category of highly offended. Um, I don't think those jokes are ever, those type of jokes are ever appropriate. That said... Given what is the the perception for many people of color that the, the former president has a racial bias, that's even more reason not to take to try and take liberties with humor. So yes, I was highly offended. Uh, I was insulted, and I think it is somewhat distressing that in this day and age, that anyone who has a platform, let alone someone running for the president of the United States would take advantage of that platform and try to make jokes like that. One of the things for those that didn't hear he suggested was his mugshot that some black Americans were wearing that they could relate to it. Right. And and that's a perfect example. I I don't know anything about having a mugshot. No one in my family knows anything about having a mugshot. So is there a sense of connection there? Absolutely not. And this perception that black voters are going to go for for the former president because, quote, we like tennis shoes. Come on. That is just it is so offensive, Larry. I can't even begin to express my frustration that in 2024, we're still having these conversations. Explain to me why then you think and we've seen CEO of J.P. Morgan. I saw in a video yesterday saying, yeah, there's a as you know. A high percentage of people in the Republican Party in particular who say they dismiss all those things and go, yeah, but we were living better then. They overlook a lot more of any human being I've ever known in history in terms of the collective things that have you know, been said against the president or things that he's done. Why is it that he has this maybe to some people shocking attraction to so many well i think i certainly i think if i knew the direct answer to that i would be rich right about through here larry but i do think that even when it when it comes to black voters and black conservatives a lot of um the attraction if you will to former president trump is economically driven and i think that people in in higher economic income ranges see the president a lot differently than African-Americans in mid to lower income ranges. Uh, I think the realities are most Americans are frustrated. 
They were frustrated when he was in office. Many are frustrated with Joe Biden. So I think for a lot of people that thought is, well, I'm not happy once again, I guess I'll go back. Because the realities are, there are two choices right now. Um, it appears there will be two choices. And at some point, you have to choose one of the two. There are a lot of people who are not satisfied with either side and would like to find some fresh blood. And I'm guessing there's a chunk of middle America that's saying, look, you can argue about this or that. We need people to get stuff done, and somebody has to be the adult in the room. But the age issue is real for many people for both sides. Well, you know, I had this conversation with um, my daughter the other day, and she's, you know, in her mid-30s, and she made that exact statement. And I said, I'm not telling you that you are wrong for feeling the way that you do. What I am telling you, however, that right now, these are the two options, and you will have to choose between those two. Now, there are all kinds of rumblings out there. I mean, a lot of people say that Nikki Haley is staying in the race because she thinks that something might happen down the road that would knock former uh, President Trump off the ballot. Uh, I mean, there even last week I heard rumblings about, you know, folk, Democrats were looking at Josh Shapiro as a possible um, at the at the very least, running mate. But I think right now, again, these are our two choices. And if we're unhappy with that, we also have to look at the system, the structure that landed us here. Yeah, I would imagine for many people, though, on top of everything else is you can't believe four years have gone by and here we are again. And, and it <laughs> looks likely it's going to be the same, too. Right. And, it does. And the money that will be spent and the ads that we're going to hear. And for a lot of people, we'd like to get over it, but it's so important we can't just dismiss it. Well, that's exactly right. And I'll be honest, Larry, one of my biggest concerns is people are going to get so frustrated they're just not going to vote. And I don't think not voting is ever an option. But I do think that there are, are a lot of people out here at this point who are disgusted are frustrating and the challenge is going to be to get them to go and vote for whomever but to go and vote you know you mentioned josh shapiro he is uh widely respected early on mm -hmm. as the governor of pennsylvania but how could he be the running mate because he's not biden's not going to abandon kamala harris is he well i don't i don't think so um and i think that uh I think that he would run the risk of backlash from one of his largest groups of, of voters, and that would be black women. Um, so I don't think he's going to do that. I'm just saying that there has been a lot of rumbling about that. Uh, but again, I think that just goes to the frustration that people are having. Lynn Hayes Freeland. Stick around. We'll have more with Lynn. Lynn, what do you want to talk about? You know what, I wanted to, Michael Barkley said something about, you were talking about the state of downtown, and he said, I wanted to go back to the way it used to be. I want to talk about that thought, that mentality, and what that means in 2024. You got it. Marty Griffin continues to get better at home, sends his thanks to everybody who reached out, and hopefully he'll be back in the air chair soon. Every Tuesday at this time, we check in with Lynn Hayes Freeland. And Lynn, you mentioned something it really touches a nerve with a lot of people. I talked to Michael Bartley, our colleague earlier, about downtown, and he said what? Well, he was lamenting, as, as many people do, that downtown 
used to be a, a place of vibrancy. We had the three major department stores, which you men, uh, you mentioned, Kaufman's, Horns, and Gimbel's. And then we had, you know, other stores, uh, JCPenney, Woolworths, Candy-Rama. I mean, there were just stores everywhere downtown, and now they're all gone. And so Michael was reflecting on how much he wished things would go back to the way they used to be. And I don't subscribe to that. While I understand it, I think that what happened in downtown Pittsburgh has happened in downtowns across the country. I think that the invention, if you will, of the internet and the ability to buy anything you need from the comfort of your home has changed the dynamics of all downtown shopping. So I think that, you know, I mean, I'm not sure that we can sustain all the housing that they're talking about for downtown Pittsburgh, but I don't know what the solution is. I just know that we spend so much time reflecting and reminiscing on what used to be, and it's just, I just don't believe it's ever going to go back to that. I, I, I agree, and Pittsburgh Mayor Ed Ganey on this show with Marty and I said so. He didn't believe, you know, while we can clean things up, we can do a better job of policing and trying to find solutions for people without homes. He said, if you think it's going back to your grandfather's downtown, it's not ever going to be that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I have to agree. I mean, it, you know, everything is different. Sure. And I mean, I have fond memories. I mean, I grew up in a family where if we were going downtown, that was an outing. So my sister and I, we would get dressed up. Uh, my mother would get dressed up. You know, we would have uh, lunch in the, the restaurant. I'm drawing a blank. I think it was the TikTok room at Kaufman's. I mean, it was a whole day. It was an outing. We would catch initially, and I'm telling my age here, but initially we would catch the streetcar and go downtown and spend the day. And those are wonderful memories. But even when my own kids were growing up, we didn't have those memories uh, because by then downtown had already started the shift. Yeah, so how do we reimagine that space? Now, you mentioned and all these uh, buildings are filing to get their taxes reduced. And, you know, so we're, we're going in the wrong direction financially for the city itself, the inner city. And now they're trying to create housing. And the mayor's team is trying to make sure the percentage of that is for affordable housing. Mm -hmm. What mm -hmm. is affordable housing? And can we sustain doing all that downtown and maintain our vibrancy? Well, I think that we can. I mean, I think affordable housing becomes uh, relative in terms of median incomes, which I don't know off the top of my head, so I'm not going to try to guess what affordable housing is. But I know, for example, you know, so many people work remotely. But we're now getting to this point in society where a lot of people who work remotely are lonely. They are isolated. And so now I know a lot of young people in that 30 to 40 range that have been working remotely are now gravitating to shared workspaces so that they can still have some type of community. And I think that looking for shared workspaces around, you know, coffee bars and lunch places, I think those are the kind we have to be more forward thinking about how to make downtown vibrant. And in the process of that, I think that we can, it's possible anyway, to create some jobs for the very market that you were asking about. When's the last time you went to a mall? Mm, I can't even, uh, you know, surprisingly, the last time I went to a mall was 
in October. I actually did go to a mall. I went to Monroeville Mall in October. Um, but I'll say this. I went to the mall only because I had seen something um, from a particular store online, but I wasn't sure how the fit was going to be. So I went to the store to uh, try it on. But normally, this particular store, I buy everything online. You remember, Lynn, the days when Century 3 Mall was a destination place for the region. Oh, absolutely. It's sad to see that place and obviously the many stories that have come since. And then you looked at maybe a newer construction that was supposed to reimagine. It was the Pittsburgh Mills Mall setup. I'm kind of sad that that thing didn't work the way they wanted it to. You know what, I loved, and I don't even know if it's still open, but I loved the movie theater out at Pittsburgh Mills. And, you know, it was the perfect place to go and see a film and then walk through, although limiting, limited uh, uh, options in that mall. But I think, you know, even the malls that are still open, and I guess I'll say surviving because I don't know if they're thriving. Like I noticed that uh, South Hills Village is adding some new and different stores. I think that even for malls to sustain, I know they're always looking for what they call that anchor tenant, uh, but you got to give people a reason to come out to the mall. And it's not going to be the same old stores that people have been going to for the last few years that now have more limited in-store options because of the online buying. Lynn Hayes Freeland. Lynn, always good to catch up. Appreciate your insight and your thoughts. And we'll talk again next Tuesday. Always a pleasure. Take care. Coming up, we'll get a preview of Colin Dunlap's 10 to 2 hours next on the Big K Morning Show. Friday starts the month of March. Friday night, we start our campaign, the Giant Eagle. Feed the Need Benefit for the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank. This is going to be on Tuesday, March 26th, but Friday night, we kind of kick things off with our variety show at the Oaks Theater. We got an all-star lineup, 7.30 is showtime. You can go to oakstheater.com for ticket information. And our Feed the Need benefit is brought to you by Wiggle Whiskey, Pittsburgh Regional Transit, Hampton Beer Outlet, Bill Few Associates Wealth Management, and Spitzer Toyota. 10 to 2, it is Colin Dunlap. What are you working on today? Well, to that. So your thing's March 1st, okay? That's Friday night. Friday night. So because it's March 1st, you should have the most rocking. I don't know how you set up the bill, but you should come in like a lion and out like a lamb. <laughs> you should have the most incredible loud thing to just scare the hell out of people at first. We do. And then the quietest thing last. We got Pat Septak, our news editor, with his accordion. He's doing some kind of undescribed monster medley of some sort. Yeah, okay. Kick us off. So that's. That's coming that'll over the good. top that'll, part. That'll come right over you the top. You know what happened to him? He did this last year in our inaugural he night. He got hurt. He, you know what, a whole year he went viral. Uh-huh. He was able to afford a new pair of lederhosen. Wow. For Oktoberfest. And uh, there's some women very interested in him now that weren't before. Let's That's just, the word. It's, it's a risque show. Daphne Turner. Yes. Up okay. in the rock, Slippery Rock. Yeah, I, I hear. I hear this. She'll is, be in the house. This is pretty something. So I don't know. I'm going to talk. You know what I'm going to talk about? There's another new. Um, there is another new uh, development going down by the Science Center. Yeah. So, so between that, between what Lucas Pyatt wants to do, and between what the Pirates are doing. So Lucas Pyatt's uh, big project is called Esplanade. It is. It's going to be along the river 
on the other side of the— By, like, the prison. Yeah, between there and the— West End, yeah. Yeah. So that, this new one, okay, and then the Pirates one with the big video board. We are getting closer to what I said 15 years ago was going to happen. We There's, there's not going to be any tailgating anymore. We are closing ranks on tailgating. It, we're building brick-and-mortar places down there. In every available space. Correct. Is that a, not offending some people, but are you sad to see that go away? And do we have to add, from an infrastructure standpoint, a better way to get people to the stadiums if this is going to work well? So, of anywhere in the city, the North Shore is probably overall the easiest to get to because you have – the light rail system that comes from the South Hills right mm-hmm. to the stadium, Correct. right to PNC, ends at the casino. And then you you have all the other north, south, east, west. So it's probably situated better than any other area. Then there's something at 11 o'clock I want to tell you that I've become absolutely addicted to that I never thought I would even try. And I've become addicted to it. Uh-huh. I'm wondering. Yep. Addicted. Addict. I will. I said I'll never use it as a service. Oh. And now I'll never go back to not using it. You want me to tell you? Yeah, I do. Self checkout. Oh. I will never use a traditional checkout again. You and Sebastian Maniscalco. He, oh, does he do that in his bed? No, he talks about going through the process of learning it yeah. so he could be up to speed. I'll never go through the. Tra- and I have a guilt though. Am I taking people's jobs away when I do that? Or am I just getting with the times? Or is it both, really? Well, it's interesting because, like he said, he makes a joke of, they gave up on us. They said, you do it, (laughs) meaning self-checkout. Right. Uh, A lot of times they can't find enough people to do it. So would you rather have more, uh, you know, look at Giant Eagle. They have. It's grown. They have both, but the self-checkout part has grown. Absolutely. Like Whole Foods, all those places. It first started with just a couple, and now it is. I will never go back to handing my stuff to someone, giving them my debit card, going through. Have, I'll never do it again, unless it's the only option. I And, and when this first started, I said, I'll, why would I boop, 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 do all that myself? Now you're doing it. Now, now I'm addicted to it. Sometimes I drive by a store. I stop just to just to do it. <laughs> Colin Dunlap. Coming up. Thanks, Colin. Yep. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.